0: Blog Talk Radio. Psychically connect to your soul, health, and wellness. Tune in as she brings messages, guidance, and clarity into your life.
1: Hey everybody, and welcome to Get Into It with Tina Conroy on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host. I am delighted to be with you again today. The phone line is open, and to call into the show to listen or for questions, that number is five one six. 387-1936. Also, my chat room feature is available, and if you go to blogtalkradio.com and find my show, Get Into a Tina Conroy, you can chat along with us if you'd rather not call in. So how is everybody doing on this day, March 23rd? It is a full moon lunar eclipse in Libra. So here we are in here we are, full moon lunar eclipse on this day, and it was not planned, but it is going to be an exciting day, and you may be feeling the energies of spring already. Let me tell you a little bit about the lunar eclipse, and I always quote from Mystic Mama, so always go to that wonderful, amazing site. Lunar eclipse, full moon in Libra, illuminates the shadows and reveals the energetic wounds in our hearts, in our relationships to self and others. With gentle, loving acceptance, it's time to hold space for it all as we continue to choose love. It goes on to say that it's interesting to note that both eclipses in this eclipse portal, which is a time of great transformation and change, are in Pisces and Libra, the two signs that tend to be very idealistic, want to see the beauty, tend to ignore the shadow, and also tend to overfocus. On others at the expense of the self. The best use of Libra energy is being able to hold space for seeing it all light and the shadow, self and other, good and evil, black and white. So here we are in the change. And I was speaking about change in my yoga classes and with my clients throughout the week. Here we are in spring and we talk and see so many changes, first and foremost in nature. We see the changes. We talk about expansion, and we talk about constriction. Some days it's warm, some days it's cool. We see that the new growth are starting to bloom on the trees, and we start to see new buds and green grass starting to emerge. Those seedlings that were planted in winter are now ready to grow forth. And so are we. Here we are in the springtime and in this change that for most of us, It's a rebirth and a renewal coming right upon Easter this weekend. And although Easter and Passover is a little bit of a different time frame, which it usually is very close together, it's all about rebirth, renewal, and change as we move forward. So what are some of the changes in your life? What are some of the things that you've been planting the seeds for growth, for moving forward, perhaps in your personal life, your relationship life, or even in your business. And we're going to get to business with a very powerful woman today. Before we go there, I would love to center as we do every week. So if you can, find a comfortable space and go ahead and close your eyes. Take a nice, long, slow, deep breath in and exhale away. Notice your body at this moment and simply notice your breath, relaxing your face and shoulders and any part of your body that may be speaking to you. I bless this space and hold this space and call upon spirit, divine, light, archangels, angels, and spirit guides to bless each and every one listening on the show live and later on the recording. We ask that we speak about change, power, encouragement, and support, that we are supported in all the areas of our life. And we ask this always for the highest good, and so it is. I am so excited to kick off my third episode of Women Entrepreneur Series. Jennifer Goldman will share her tools and takeaways for other women entrepreneurs, her insights as an owner at a very young age, and her passion. She owns and passionate about her company, Essential Rose. Jennifer reflects back to her college dormitory as she created the idea for her company. It is a reflection of her passion to live mindfully. As a aromatherapist, yoga instructor, Reiki practitioner, Jennifer is inspired by her deep connection with nature and her wish to share healthy living with others. Essential Rose is a wellness lifestyle brand that offers a comprehensive system of rituals for self-care and nourishment. It features a selection of consciously curated products, including herbal teas, skin care, mood mists, aroma oils and much more, to nurture the connection to self and to the world. Essential rose ingredients are 100 percent organic, wild-crafted and non-sprayed, and the packaging represents a true commitment, commitment to sustainability. Essential Rose uses glass, tin, and paper packaging to preserve the quality of the herbs and oils, ensure your health, and support the earth. She never uses any chemicals, synthetic preservatives, or fragrances in any of her products. Each product is infused with love, the Essential Rose, tea and beauty handmade in New York. So let me tell you a little bit about Jennifer, Jen as I call her. Jen and I have the pleasure of working together. She has beautiful beautiful energy, and I have the delight to work with her at Practice Body, Mind, So in Roslyn. We are both yoga teachers there, and she, of course, healers as well. She really allows and holds the space for her clients and her students with her gentle and restorative classes, and as she brings the, how she has created mindfulness in her life and allows these beautiful products to become part of her, and I'm so excited to have her on. So without further ado, I'm going to get Jennifer on the line. Hey, Jen. How are you?
0: Oh, hi, Tina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
1: Oh, I was so excited, too. I always tell everybody that right before, you know, the countdown here, I'm always like, oh. But it is so kind to have you on the radio. I, I have the pleasure of seeing you most days, so now to actually have yeah. you on radio live is great. So, perfect. yeah. Uh, so, I am really impressed by you, and I'm sure so many of the listeners will be. I mean, will I want to kind of go back and bring your whole story to them? But especially at such a young age and an owner, I mean, so many women out there are kind of struggling with that. But before we even go there, I would love to bring the listeners kind of back to, your, you know, being a child. And if you can share with them, you know, some of the things that maybe what kind of child were you? Were you creative, independent, goal-oriented? You know, anything you want to share with them?
0: Sure. So um, as a child, I was actually pretty serious. Um, I was pretty intense. Um, I was also very joyful, I really loved to be outside, I was very active and very energetic and I loved to explore things, I loved to learn and to um, just get my hands into things Um, but there was always really kind of a seriousness and um, an intensity about me and as extroverted and outgoing um, as I was, I was always kind of processing things and really observant and sensitive, even from such a young age, to be honest about it. Um, And, um, yeah, so I was really pretty independent, and I like to do things on my own. I always wanted to kind of prove that I was able to handle things, that I was able to navigate through the world. And so
1: did that come from – you know, just something intrinsically in yourself, or was that from your family, your upbringing, from your 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 siblings? If you you have a sibling, correct? Your
0: sister? I, I do. Believe? Yeah, okay. I have a sister, and we're actually pretty different. I mean, we have a very similar sense of humor, but in terms of our passions and the way that we express ourselves, we're pretty different. Um, I think I would say that it came from you know my. You know, intrinsically, um, as well as maybe my parents, my dad has always been very um, interesting, outgoing, questioning, uh, very, like, philosophical, and my mother has always been pretty intense and creative and intellectual, and I think I'm kind of a combination, really, of both of them, as well as have my own um, intrinsic energy that that I've brought into my life.
1: Nice. So it sounds like you're a really nice hybrid of the both of them and yeah. they seem like hardworking and creative at the same time and, you know, kind of yes. goal oriented also. So how did, so bring us through to kind of as you got older and went through school or college, you know, you know, we t- you talked a little bit in your bio and about yourself um, in college. So maybe bring us up from like high school to college and, and how this came about.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, Okay, so basically, I um, I would say that it all started when I left high school and went to a boarding school, and this boarding school that I went to was, uh, you could call it an emotional growth kind of a boarding school, and um, it was in Virginia, so I was, like, in this completely foreign place and taken completely out of my environment and um, out of my social situation and Planted in this space that really forced me to slow down and look at myself and my behavior and um, how I was treating myself and the people around me. And at the school, I really connected with a woman there who was pretty spiritual and she made me feel very peaceful and very safe. And I really connected with her, and I, from her, decided that I wanted to develop these kind of skills and um, this kind of a perspective on my own. I think I already uh, innately had a tendency towards that, or else I wouldn't have responded to her the way that I did. But she really brought that out in me, and when I graduated from the school, I really just uh started on this journey and I got into yoga and I got into energy and and the chakras and ayurveda and I just was like really overwhelmed honestly by this whole world that I'd opened myself up to of alternative healing and mind-body integration. And, you know, I went to Skidmore College, and I would be, you know, studying in school. And I did. I studied religion, and I studied philosophy. So I had kind of an outlet through my academic studies to explore these things. But when I wasn't in school, I was researching um, all of these things that I'm mentioning I was going into Saratoga and meeting yoga teachers and meeting Reiki practitioners and just like had really my own um, organic uh, dynamic experience and I just like almost opened Pandora's box I guess and really connected with the idea that I could be the author of my own life and I could heal myself through my body, through my mind, and through nature. And one of the things that I connected with most deeply was medicinal plants and essential oils. And I just fell in love. Um, And Skidmore is located on... Uh, you know, a big property. It's called the Northwood. So we had access to nature, to trees, to flowers, plants. You know, all this, this life. And so I would just really use that and be kind of in my own backyard, exploring these things, um, and uh, yeah, developing it, cultivating it, both in the classroom and, and on my own.
1: Wow. So I mean, you kind, did you? <laughs> so it kind of brings me to this. Almost this thought where you know, and I've gone through the the yoga and the energy workers too, did you feel i don't know I guess did you feel very different? Did you feel isolated by your peers, or were your peers kind of like with you on this, or did you did you kind of pull away and try to find you were pulled to this new experience, and you know the yoga and everything like that was there a feeling of disconnect or? Did you feel connected? Your, was your peers with you? You know, because sometimes we go through that. We call it like, you know, dark night of the soul or you feel like you're going to these. Like, I know I did at a much older age that a lot of the friends that I was friends with then, ne- like then I am not now because it's so much changes. Right. So, but that you right, at a yeah.
0: young age. So, how did
1: how mm-hmm. was that for you? <laughs>
0: yeah no you're totally right it's it is it's really interesting because i i am you know i'm twenty five years old and most other twenty five year olds are not having these conversations <laughs> and, and when i you know you know and when i started i was really i was you know nineteen twenty and you know early twenties so you're right it was definitely um kind of a personal experience and a journey but I was at Skidmore College, which is a small liberal arts school, so it was kind of the perfect Place for me to be planted, where I could begin to you know sow these seeds, because I was surrounded by really interesting, really artsy uh hippie people that were somewhat exploring these things on their own, but the school was very small, and I mentioned I went to this emotional growth boarding school and I had done all this work on myself, and I really have a a cultivated an emotional awareness and a lot of the people around me regardless of the fact that they were you know interested in yoga and these cool things were not taking responsibility for themselves and weren't truly living healthy and I'm not saying that I was you know I was definitely floundering around trying to figure it out but there definitely was a feeling of isolation and confusion because I wanted to be so much a part of what was going on around me and to fit in and that's kind of also been a thing for me throughout my life is wanting to fit in but being born to stand out so I really really Mm -hmm. felt that way when I was in college and I just got to this point where I decided that I just wanted to dive fully into it and people were going to be with me or they weren't and it was my journey and I just wanted to do it um but it definitely, yeah, it definitely took a lot of courage and uh inner you know supporting myself,
1: wow, so you really you really kind of decided you're just gonna jump in with the whole body, you know two feet whole body, you're just gonna go forward for it, and <laughs>
0: did well, you yeah yeah
1: did you did you um, have support from so if the if you felt like you wanted to stand out but you didn't fit in, did you have support from your family, or did they kind of be like? We don't know what you're really doing, like where i you know where was that like yeah. early on,
0: yeah, okay, so let me um, let me go back a little bit, so I mentioned that I really developed this interest when I was in college, and what ended up happening was I was in the library. I remember exactly where I was sitting. This was the second semester of my junior year. And one of my best friends, uh, who still is my best friend, he lives out in L.A., and he was really on my wavelengths with all of this stuff. And actually, he was deeper into it than I was. So I felt very safe exploring these things with him. And he showed me a website where you could buy herbs in bulk and I'm sitting there in the library and I'm on this website and I'm like "Ooh, what am I going to order and I just had this thought I can order these herbs in bulk and I can start a business Wow! and wow. I don't know where it came from and I don't well okay my family is uh, very entrepreneurial my mom has a fifth-generation family business. My dad has a a practice. Um, It's just in my extended family, we're all pretty much entrepreneurs and and creators. So I guess it runs in my blood, and I've just grown up around that. But I I really can't tell you... In that moment, what, you know, where it came from, it just, it just light bulb. So, and then I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, this is Skidmore, you know, people would be so into that. There, we have a lot of hippies here, and they would think it was really cool, and no one else has done it, so why don't I do it? So, I did. I started a business on campus, and it was called Skid. Yeah, it was called <laughs> Skidpothecary. <laughs> it was funny. And um but it was it was legitimate and I, I teamed up with this girl and this girl, you would walk into her apartment and she was the real deal. She had never taken Tylenol in her life. You know, she'd in her apartment she had like dried rosemary hanging from the ceiling and she was, you know, constantly making salves and, and oils and she just she grew up that way. So I connected with her, and we made these business cards for Skidpothecary, and it was really pretty, it was pretty sweet, now, you know, now that I think about it, um, and I started to order these herbs and grow my collection, and people looked at it, and they looked at me, and they, they, you know, they laughed, and they thought it was funny, but they were also supportive, and they were into it, and so I'd be in my in my little lair, in my apartment in like my witch chamber and I would be making things and I'd be brewing teas and, and it was all at that point just self-study and, you know, stuff that I'd researched and learned and saw. And, um, you know, I'd give it to my friends and they would try it. And it was from that that I decided I wanted to start Essential Rose.
1: Wow. So that really started even before you were even out of college. I mean you were actually had a pay people were paying you for your services already. Yeah. I mean wow. for the most
0: part I was giving it away because I was okay. like thank you for like being <laughs> a you know my experiment. Right, right. But right. yeah, there were there were some transactions made and I did. I incorporated Essential Rose when I was a senior in college. Um And yeah, the inspiration, yeah, my mom has always been really so supportive of it. And my dad too, I think he, but he's a doctor and he's very um, kind of black or white. So he always wanted to just make sure that this was like a real thing and that it was going to be truly supportive and and work for me, always with my best, you know, my best interest at heart. But my mom, right from the beginning was, you know, like, yeah, let's do it, do it. It's going to be great. And, and, you know, Let's let's see how it can go. And so I sat down with her. We had dinner one night, actually in Roslyn. And we, from that dinner, uh, came up with essential rose. And th- the reason we came up with that name is because, well, my middle name is Rose. And Rose, mythologically, is known as the Queen of Flowers. And I love that symbol. I think the rose is just such a timeless uh, representation of beauty and love and strength and radiance and sensuality and all these qualities and I believe that through my products, through my services, through this lifestyle, that we can all um, have access to that, to that that's with you know, that which is already within. So that's, that's kind of how it happens.
1: Yeah. And I I love the name and, you know, spiritually speaking, they talk about, you're welcome. They talk about the vibration of rose and it's the highest vibration. They always talk about rose is the highest vibration. So, and I know even rose essential oil, you know, pure rose essential oil is so hard to get and it's so pure and beautiful. I actually am always waiting to get the most, you know, purest form and it's, so much money for such a little bit. But yeah. see, I love I love the name and it just flows well and it's also your name, part of your name, your middle name. So it's, yeah. it's really nice. Yeah. It Goes really well. So take Thank us now you. to Thank You You're welcome. I love it. And I love all your products and your branding and all your packaging and I know people that are listening, actually that might be a really good what is your website? We could kind of just I'll just stick it into the chat as well. Is it essential where Sure. We-
0: it's EssentialRoseLife.com.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm just yeah. going to stick it in the chat too. So EssentialRoseLife.com. Okay. Thank com. Welcome. Mm-hmm. So
0: tell, take us a
1: little bit to um, – did you feel like – and I, this may not be part of your industry. Did you feel like okay. there's some blocks in your industry as a woman? Or do you feel like you, you're kind – because you connect a lot with other women and, of course, men too. But do you feel yeah. – feel like there's blocks maybe for you it's not just being a woman in your industry but maybe also being such a young woman in your industry do you see see any blocks that are coming up
0: yes I'm saying you know thank you for bringing that up I think um you know not so much that I am a woman but my age I think um makes people sometimes not necessarily take me so seriously um and I found it you know in my yoga teaching i really do connect with middle-aged women and i think it's because i have an old soul and like i said i've been exploring these these modalities and this way of life uh for you know several years now so i really do connect with women that are older but i think at first it's hard for them to to trust uh to trust me and where i'm coming from Um, But definitely, personally, blocks um, have been just, you know, feeling like it's not good enough. And Essential Rose is completely, as you said, it's, it's me. It's a representation of me. And so there will always be the fear of the products or my yoga, you know, my services, just not being good enough. Um, But that really is a reflection of me feeling that way. So in terms of moving through that, it's really been a process of learning to love myself and learning to affirm my own self-worth and my wholeness, which is a daily practice, you know you know that, you know, from your own practice, it's a daily practice, it takes work and moving through the fear and the blocks and the insecurities and the the questioning. And, um, you know, you're always going to get feedback in any business, your people are going to love it, people are going to hate it. And at a certain point, you just have to realize that no matter how people respond, it doesn't, affect your self-worth or who you are or Mm -hmm. your uh, ability to be loved. But that really does take work to get to that space.
1: And you know what? I'm really Um, glad you, I'm so glad you brought that up because as I've been speaking to many women and I have about a three month series on the women entrepreneurs and I have moms, I have, I have, you know, all different ages, all different industries. It is so important what you just said about self-care because we yeah. are so hard on ourselves, especially women, yes. especially women. Mm-hmm. And that daily self-care mm-hmm. is so important. But I also think, for you know, which is really wonderful and to share with the listeners is that you're very authentic. And I think women love mm-hmm. other people. They want other people to be truthful and authentic. And the fact that you can be vulnerable enough to share with everyone that you know it's a work in progress, right? And you may not always feel, yes. you know, your questions and are things good and it's your. But as as you stay committed to your daily self care, then your you will grow, your company will grow, and you'll be able to serve others. And that's such a beautiful yes. thing. You're open, you're vulnerable, yes. but you're authentic. You know, you're not sitting here and saying, um, "I got it all taken care of." Um, it's all good. And, no, right, exactly, and that's what makes people attracted to you and attracted to the company because that's that's thank truly you. what it's all about. You welcome. It's truly about being likable and feeling not only yeah. passionate about what you do, but it's it's exactly what you said. You said it is you. It's It's a. It's a. It's a part of you. It's a very big part of you. So thank you for sharing that because yeah. I think that's so important for other women to hear that. You know, there are so many women in so many different industries. And, you know, in one way, we're very lucky, you and I, to be in a very different industry of reminding ourselves of self-care. Not that we always do it, but reminded. The yoga, the energy work, the the healing work, the aromatherapy work, all that. But other women may be very removed from that. They might be in the high-pressure business world and Mm -hmm. traveling and working a lot. But either way, that self-care is so important. So I... Thank you so much for that. I think that's amazing. Um, Thank you. So tell me a little bit about, you know, here you are present day. So bring us to present day and how the company has grown. And so, when was the company founded? It's like technically founded?
0: yeah, I was technically founded in 2013 when I was still in school. And then when I graduated, I took some time off and I traveled. Um, and then I became certified in two different yogic traditions. So I did a Shivananda certification, which is a type of Hatha yoga And then I did my other certification at practice with Lisa Bondi, which was in a vinyasa type of tradition. Um, And I became certified in Reiki and was really just kind of dabbling in these different practices that I had become interested in and wanted to explore a little bit deeper. And it was about a year later when I really came back and got settled and, and said to myself, all right, I am going to take the next six months and see what I can do. Um, and in that six months, I really worked hard and I connected with a woman that I was working with. Um, I was just doing some part-time work and I connected with her there and she was a brand designer. She was in school for that. So she took what I told her about Essential Rose and she drew up these gorgeous logo ideas and I immediately hired her and we've been working together ever since. And she's really the creative, uh, director of it And she does all of the stuff that I can't do um, mm-hmm. In terms of The logo and the website And all of that um, artistic Stuff that's really hard for me to, to kind of do I like to create the, the actual products um, So And then yeah So I've uh, been teaching yoga At practice and have really Connected with a lot of women there And I'm so grateful for that Um And the women that I teach to and other women just in the community there have really taken a liking to my products, to the teas, to, uh, I guess, my energy and what I have to share. So I've formed really interesting connections and have been working on the website. And um, at this point, I'm just working on finishing up the labels and going into stores. Um, I also have a line of iced teas that were recently certified by Cornell and will be produced by a co-packing, organic co-packing facility. Um, and those will be distributed to hopefully larger spaces like Whole Foods and, and things like that. So I kind of have my uh, feet in a lot of places right now. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm wow. up to. So that's, Huge. I mean, I mean that's tremendous, and yeah. I,
1: I give you so much credit because to move into the industry of uh, well, congratulations with the uh, the line of ice cream. Thank you. That's, that's going to be great. So, so right now your marketing is to some some of the big, I guess some of the big uh, distributors, right? Like the Whole Foods and things like that, and also well, smaller. Well, so for
0: the yeah. So for the um the the dried teas and the beauty products, I really don't want to bring them into such large spaces because they are so um I just infuse so much uh like time and love into them and I don't really want them to be mass produced like that. Um so for those products, I'm looking for smaller, more niche boutique spaces. Um like yoga studios and spas and uh, spaces that really can hold them and receive that um that their vibration um in terms of the ice teas because they're going to be produced by a co packer. I want them to be in larger spaces, but the iced okay. teas as well they're they're really beautiful they're I don 't even use tea; I use flowers I use herbs and so they're really unique and really beautiful, and I really have put a lot of time and energy into coming up with the the recipes for those
1: wow. Well, that is fantastic. I know you're just going to, like, you know, not for a better term of blossom, but blossom into even a bigger and better Thank company this year. Um, so where? Thank how do you, you balance right now, would you say, you know, here we are in the digital age, it's 24-7, and especially with Instagram, which I know you're a fan of, and Twitter and all these things, how do you balance work and personal time? Because, quite honestly, you could be working all the time on social media and marketing yeah. and producing. So what's, what's your, what what is something you can share with the listeners that you try to make that balance between your personal time when you're really off and not working and when you are working? What helps you?
0: Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's really interesting. And it is a bit tricky because as you said, I could be working all the time because my life is my work and my work is my life. Um, but, I really the way that I balance it is that as I mentioned before I really place a lot of importance on self-care and essential rose is basically um a way for me to take care of myself through beauty ritual through through tea ritual through um these practices, and that's what I want to bring to other people. So I really do value uh, self care and, and ritual and taking time and space. And the way that looks for me is I, you know, whether it's five minutes a day or an hour, I will just break up the time. So I really like to take drives. I like to go to the beach. I like to go for a walk, Um, even if it's just buying myself flowers or um, indulging in something sweet or taking my work to a cafe and um you know getting something that is really yummy to eat you know i don't know it's 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 kind of different every day because my schedule is different every day but i just try to incorporate every single day moments where i am giving back to myself and i think that um even if you have a strict 9 to 5 job you can do that for yourself. You know, it doesn't take that much time to just do something really nice. You don't even have to spend money. It could be going outside and smelling flowers. It could be picking up, you know, collecting nice rocks. It could be, it really could be anything that you um, connect with. So, and, and I like to, I like to give myself full days off where I don't really do anything. And I kind of judge that based on how I'm feeling, if I'm really feeling worn out or if I'm feeling like I just need a break. I really try and give that to myself because I just, I know that it's so important to take care of myself in general and in this business and that I trust that abundance will flow when I am giving to myself.
1: Oh, I love that. That's great. So, so you kind
0: of build in, you kind of, you, you build into your day these
1: little gifts to yourself to take care of yourself and like, like do the enjoyable things that you like. Because I can see that, you know, especially for me as well. I, my, my love, my work is my love, my love is my work. So it's like, where does it stop and go? But, um yeah. I I like how you can share that and also give yourself a whole full day to just give yourself permission yes. to do that. I mean, you know, you have a you're very wise at twenty five years old. I uh I wish Thank I wish you. I had this wisdom um as much as you do. So you have there's so much ahead of you, I can just I can just sense it. Thank you. So, you can go. so we're down to about seven minutes. Believe it or not, it goes really fast. Um yeah. Can you share any can you share any takeaways or tools with other women that are either just, you know, that want to do something that are just, you know, like, like want to build something and they're just, they don't maybe have a company yet, but they have this idea
0: mm-hmm. or even
1: people mm-hmm. that are in their own business. So, you know, and I know there's many different industries, but what, what's some of your takeaways or some tools that you could share with them? You've talked a lot about the self-care, which is, which is huge. So thank you. But is there anything else that you yeah. can share that?
0: Yeah. So I, what I have to say about that is you are your own worst critic Mm -hmm. and it's really about getting out of your own way and it's really hard and it's really scary and it takes a lot of courage and a lot of work but it's totally possible and knowing that you are your own worst critic means that you have full control over your process and that it's totally possible. And um, I encourage everyone, if you have a dream, if you have a vision, if you've always thought about something, why not go for it? I mean, what is what is the risk? And um, I think that uh, – let me think about it one second. Um, I think that – Something that's really important for me is trusting that everything happens in its own time, Mm -hmm. that life is a process, that just because I am giving myself time off or I am uh, waiting or, you know, surrendering that I'm not being passive and I'm not being lazy, that it's a balance between doing and putting in the effort and having the goal and then allowing the universe to bring you what you've cultivated. And it's, it's not going to look like what you thought it would all the time or, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, ever, but it will come. And, um, Yeah, so really just allowing things to take their time, to have their process, one step at a time, one day at a time, Um, what you dream for is coming. And just holding to that dream, seeing it, breathing it, writing about it. Writing is so important for me. Um, I know that it could be really daunting to people, but it could just be five minutes just Every day or, you know, whenever you can, maybe carrying a notebook with you. What is the dream? What is the goal? What do you see? And and not saying, like, I want this, but it's like I am this. Like mm-hmm. I am a successful business owner. I am a powerful woman. I am a goddess. I am connected and and strong and vulnerable and I am abundant and and you know I am is like the most powerful statement that you could say. And so when I write, I really practice. I am and and building the dream and building the vision. And no matter what happens, coming back to that every time.
1: I love that. That's really wonderful. And a lot of it is about trust. It sounds like you trust yourself. You trust universe, divine, whatever that spirit is, connection that you have. And it's not that it's not hard or you don't have to put action behind. It's not like you're just sitting there saying, okay, I want essential woes. You know, I'm just going to wish it, close my eyes, and, like, click my heels. There is action behind it. There's action and work. I mean, you're not – there's also work, but it's also the trust that once the work is done that you have the confidence in yourself and you trust in yourself that I am. And I think for most women it's that, you know – who am I? You know, a lot of times it's who am I to have a company, or for you it could have been who am mm. I to have a company in my twenties, or who am I to be mm-hmm. successful, or who am I to mm-hmm. uh, make the money that I that I am making now. I am abundant, and so
0: mm-hmm.
1: thank you for sharing that. That's that's really uh, yeah. eye opening for so many people. So before we close, yeah. is there any any book that you're reading right now or have read? that uh, you want to share with the listeners. Now, it doesn't have to be about business, but something that inspired you. Mm -hmm. It could be about business or inspired you that you'd want to share, because we like to share what uh, sometimes our favorite reads are.
0: Yeah, so I actually just ordered the book Daring Greatly by Brene Brown, which is, uh, she did TED Talks, and and it's all about, um, like, the courage to be vulnerable, basically. And it's interesting that you use the word vulnerability, because that's so something that I'm working on. And that is important in my business and in your business, and really in business in general. Um, And, you know, when you can be vulnerable, then you put yourself in uncomfortable situations that enable you to grow. So I've been working on this and I am so excited to read this because she basically uh breaks down the power and the importance of vulnerability and what it looks like practically in our lives.
1: That's fantastic. And I love her. I saw her TED talk and I love her um I love her talk about vulnerability. So I, I'm gonna have to write jot that book down too. So Yeah.
0: So-
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Jen. We're, we're just about out of time, so um, I you. wanted to bring everybody. So, where can they find you again? Can you just share your website or anything?
0: Yes. So, www.essentialroselife.com. dot com. And if any of you have Instagram, I'm a big Instagrammer, and my handle is at essential rose five. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Essential Rose
1: perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing your gifts with uh the listeners and I know there's going to be so many people listening on the recording. So just so everybody does know, I am on iTunes podcast and it's very easy to find my show. I have all the shows recorded and about, you know, 20 minutes from now it'll be already recorded and we will put that out on our Facebook pages and on Jen's Instagram and things like that. So please follow her. Well, it has been a pleasure, and thank you for your energy, your inspiration, and your passion, and we wish you so much success.
0: Uh, Keep
1: sharing that light and and to others, and um, thank you so
0: much. Thank you, Tina. It was really awesome to to do this with you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome.
1: All right, have a fantastic day.
0: You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: So another phenomenal show as we wrap up the third episode of Women Entrepreneurs. I'm always so delighted to have the most amazing, amazing people. Stay with me for next week as we bring another episode back for Women Entrepreneurs. Namaste.